0: Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we come to you today acknowledging that we need you. We come to you today, Lord Jesus, because you have died for us and given us new life. And so we look to you, Lord, in our time of need. And we ask for your help. Lord, we thank you for what you've done on Calvary. We thank you for what you've done on the cross for us in redeeming us and bringing us to you and into your presence. And Lord, we pray that that truth would be all the more and more profound and engraven deep in our hearts today. Lord, we remember the Burnettes as they are in Thailand. And Lord, as they have asked for prayer, we pray for them, Lord, that you would give them discernment and understanding and wisdom as they seek Uh, your leading and your guidance in this next season of ministry. We pray for partners, Thai partners, and international workers partners, uh, so that they would be able to do what you are calling them to do. Lord, we pray that you would give them wisdom in determining which city to launch this new ministry from. And so we thank you, Lord, because you have entrusted the gospel to them and we thank you, Lord, that they are using your gifts, the gifts that you've given them, Lord, to, for the furtherance of your kingdom and for the furtherance of the gospel. And so we commit them to your hands and we thank you for them. Lord, we uh, think about our neighbors to the south this week as the United States elections is happening. And Lord, we pray for peace. Lord, we pray, Lord, for understanding. We pray, Lord, for uh, whatever may happen there, Lord. We want your name to be glorified Lord, we want your will to be done on earth as it is in heaven. And so, Lord, we uh, pray for all the families and all the people there and even our own country, Lord, as whatever happens down there affects us as well. And so, Lord, we just pray, Lord, that in some way or form, Lord, that you would be glorified, you would be exalted, and that you would draw people to yourself and into your kingdom even through these circumstances. Lord, we commit our lives to you today. We know that there's some that are struggling, some that are hurting, some that are sick, uh, some that are going through some really difficult times, especially given the pandemic that we're living through. Lord, we thank you for your hand of comfort. We thank you, Lord, for your presence, being with each one to strengthen us, to guide us, and to lead us forward, oh God. And now, Lord, as we look into your word today, as we've been studying ways in which we can grow in you, Lord, uh, I pray that you would help us, Lord, to uh, grow more and more in sharing your love and grace and truth to others. So bless this time now in your word, we pray, in Jesus' name, amen. Amen, you can be seated. Good morning to everyone here in person, good to see you all, and good morning to our online audience as well, and glad that you could uh, join us here uh, today, and we appreciate you tuning in uh, wherever you might be. Um, and uh, we've been going through this series on growth uh, recently, and we've studied a few different ways in which we can grow in our spiritual lives and grow in the knowledge of God and drawing closer to Him. Uh, Today, we want to study something that's different and unique, but is also a method for us to grow, and that's growing by sharing our faith. See, as we come to Christ, And as we start a relationship with him, as we just sang in this last song as well, realizing how we were destined for hell and God saved us and brought us out of that and brought us into relationship with Christ so that we can grow uh, in him. As we experience Jesus and see what he's done for us and understand what he's done for us, there is a natural overflow of our life that comes where we want everyone else to experience what we have experienced, right? Right? If there's a, a sports team that you like, if there's a hobby that you enjoy, if there's a, a TV program you know, that, that you like watching or a good movie that you've seen, what, what do you do after that? You probably go and tell everyone else, hey, check out this movie that I, that I watched, or hey, this good TV program, you, know, you should check it out as well, I really enjoyed it. In the same way, when Christ makes a difference in our life, the natural overflow and outpouring of that is that we would desire to share that with others and grow as we share our faith with others. Um, in the book of First Peter chapter 3 and verse 15, it says, always be prepared to give an answer to everyone who asks you to give the reason for the hope that you have, but do this with gentleness and respect. And so Peter says here, look, we all have a hope because of what Jesus has done for us. We all have something to look forward to. Our lives have been changed, touched, transformed by the grace of the Lord. But when people ask us, when people look at our lives and say, hey, what's different about you? Hey, there's something you know, that's unique about you. Peter says here, be prepared to give an answer so that we know how we can share our faith and what God has done for us with others. And as we prepare ourselves to be able to give that answer, that causes growth in us. When we start to study and see and examine our own lives and say, what really changed in me? What did Jesus do for me? How did Jesus work in my life? How did Jesus touch me? How did Jesus change me? When we think about those things, that causes growth in us because we start to dig deeper, spend more time in prayer, spend more time in the word of God, spend more time in community and fellowship with others. There's a man his name is uh, York Moore, and uh, he's the National Evangelist for InterVarsity Christian Fellowship in the United States uh, Which is a campus ministry that seeks to share the gospel with um, uh, With young people in university and he wrote a book called Growing your faith by giving it away Telling the gospel story with grace and passion. I highly recommend it if you want to Uh, read it afterwards, I think you'll be inspired and touched by it, I definitely was uh, inspired by this book. And I'm gonna read you a few quotes and tell you a couple of stories from that book this morning as well, maybe just to whet your appetite a a little bit. Um, But I love what he says about partnering with God in the work of sharing the good news. He says, God is the evangelist who invites us into his work. As we join him in the adventure, what happens? He says, we are always changed, always transformed, always challenged. As we partner with God in this work of evangelism, as we partner with God in in sharing the good news of Jesus Christ and telling others about how our faith and our life has been radically changed and impacted and about us following Jesus, he says here, we are always changed. We're always transformed. We're always challenged. We ourselves grow as we share what God has done for us um, with others. He says in another place in his book, he said, as I, begin, as I began sharing the gospel, he's talking about a specific incident when he was sharing the gospel with one of his friends, right? and he said, something amazing happened. I felt a power and a divine pleasure deep in my spirit that I had not sensed in any other conversation. I knew the Holy Spirit was working as I preached not only to Chris, who was his friend he was talking to, but to myself. The experience emblazoned my soul like nothing had since my salvation. I underwent another conversion in that staff lounge, a conversion to gospel proclamation. He says that as he was sharing the gospel with his friend Chris, something was happening within him. You know, the gospel has that power that as we share it, it changes others, but it also changes us. As we share with others, it grows other people, but it also grows us. As we share it with other people, it transforms their hearts and their lives, but realize that it also transforms us. That's why it's so important for us not to just sit back and relax, but to be very active in our engagement in sharing the difference that Jesus has made in our lives. If Christ has made a difference in us, We need to share that with other people, right? You can see that the power of the gospel, not only to change someone else, but to change us as we share the gospel with other people. And so the question is, how can we do that? And I just want to tell you two things, right? And at the end, I want to just share the gospel with you, okay? Two things. Number one, do the ordinary. Number two, do the extraordinary, Okay, very simple. Number one, do the ordinary. And number two, do the extraordinary. And then at the end, uh, as we've come to the table of the Lord this morning as well, and we're gonna partake of these elements, uh, I wanna just share the gospel with you and let the gospel do its work. So number one, do the ordinary. From the very start of this series, we've been seeing different things in the way we can grow, growing in the word of God, growing in prayer, growing through serving, next week we're gonna look at growing through community uh, and and fellowship one with another, and in the early church, we see that their faith grew and also numerically they grew by leaps and bounds, why? I think one big reason was, we can see this in Acts 2 verse 42, all the believers devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching and to fellowship and to sharing in meals, including the Lord's Supper, which we're gonna do today, and to prayer. Three simple things here. One, the apostles' teaching. Let's call it engaging in the word of God, right? Two, in fellowship and sharing me- meals. Let's call it community, hospitality, the part of being the body of Christ. And three, to prayer, okay? The early church did these three simple things, and the word of God says that people were added daily to the church, that Daily, people were coming to the knowledge of Jesus. Now, there were signs and wonders and miracles that were taking place for sure, and that happens has happened throughout centuries and even happens today. But, these, but those things are extraordinary, and we're gonna get to that in a moment. Those are extraordinary things. But the ordinary things that really build the church, and for, for centuries and even till today, this is the foundation on how we build our lives and how the church grows as well, is through the word of God, through community and fellowship and sharing, and through prayer. And if we do these things, this will not only have an investment into our lives, but the outflow of that will be growth in sharing our faith and in evangelism. See, in Acts 2, verse 46 and 47, he says, they worshiped together in the temple each day, met in homes for the Lord's supper, and shared their meals with great joy and generosity all while praising God and enjoying the goodwill of all the people. And each day, the Lord added to their fellowship those who were being saved. Each day, there was an addition. Each day, that there, there was a growth. As people, as the early church did these three simple things, we see that there was growth in their lives, and growth in the church. And this has been the story for centuries as well, even till today. Now there are times when God is moving extraordinarily. There are times when there's healings and miracles and that brings people to the Lord as well, 100%. But there are times as well when we see that these basic foundational building blocks of the Christian life are so important that makes an investment into us and makes an investment into other people. Now, I don't like calling it ordinary because it's really not ordinary. But the reason I call it ordinary is these are things that each and every one of us can do. It doesn't matter where you are or who you are or what your uh, place is in the spectrum of your spiritual journey. Each and every one of us has the capacity and the ability to study God's word, to have community and fellowship one with another, and to pray for other people. See, when you study God's word, you dive deep into God's word so you know what you can share with other people. You study God's word so that you have something that you can, you can, uh, you can give to others. You study God's word so that as we read in that verse in Peter, that we have an answer to give to others of the hope that lies within us. And so it's not just that, but as we study God's word, then within us, we understand who we are in Christ. We understand what God has done for us, his promises and his blessings, and it gives us a basis in which we can share that with others. Studying God's word is so important if we are to share with others and tell other people about what Jesus has done in his great salvation, right? Fellowship and being hospitable is one way in which you can build relationships with people. It's one way in which you can touch the lives of other people, and as you grow in fellowship, in community, and in hospitality, it opens up avenues in which you can share the gospel with other people. If there's no community and there's no fellowship, there's no hospitality, Uh, if there's no relationship, then how are we to be able to share God's word with other people, right? And, and maybe we'll look at this a little bit uh, next week when we talk about community, right? York Moore says in his in his book, um, he said, uh, "In fact, I assert that new Christians who immediately learn to evangelize grow faster and are better rounded, uh, and are better rounded, experience more joy and success, and are generally more thankful than those who do not, right?" It's the impact of sharing our faith. It's the impact of, of hospitality, of fellowship, of community, of growing in God's word and sharing God's word with other people. He sees that, and, and, and we can see that in many people's lives. As we learn to share our faith with others, it makes an impact on, on us. As we study God's word so that we can share with others, it makes an impact on us. As we build community and relationships and, and have fellowship one with another, it has an impact on us we grow as we seek to grow others right and uh, in in prayer prayer is the foundation the, the basic thing that we cover everything with and so in the early church that's what happened they prayed they went from house to house and they prayed and as we share our faith with others as we share the gospel with others as we share with what what jesus has done for us with others we need to be praying Because as we pray, then the Holy Spirit is continuing to move. The Holy Spirit is continuing to do wonderful and beautiful things. Uh, I'm gonna ask a couple couple of people to come and share their story about how um, they shared their faith and it made an impact on their lives. I'm gonna ask Andrew to come up. Andrew, if you can grab your microphone here. Uh, Andrew uh, is one of our young adults and he was leading our our young adult alpha group uh, numerous times and uh, Andrew has had the experience of sharing his faith and being able to see God impact him. Again, these are ordinary things, these are normal things that any one of us can do but to see the growth that it can have on our lives and, and and also the effect that it can have on other people's lives. Andrew, why don't you tell us a little bit about leading Alpha and how did that affect you?
1: Yeah, so Alpha has been a really exciting opportunity for me and um, it's been such a blessing to be part of the Alpha movement here at UAC. Um, there's a lot of ways that I feel like God lot has grown me through just being part of Alpha. And so I found myself as I was watching the video preparing, I was just praying, just asking God, God, please give me questions to ask these people. And um, please work in my own heart as well, just uh, clarify these truths to me so that I know them for myself so that I can share it with others. And I found that, yeah, prayer really helped me. I mean, there's so many mysteries to prayer, but I found that during that time, God really used prayer to shift my heart and to just shape my character. Um, the second other, other area that Alpha helped me in as well is just the simple, Proof uh, of just loving people. Um, I just felt that God was showing me that uh, to listen to people is to love people. And um, during, during that time, after, like, you get to hear so many opportunities about people's lives and their questions about life. And so I found that God used that as well to shape my, my character.
0: Thanks, Andrew. That's beautiful because you can see here, again, two of those three things that we just talked about prayer and community and loving on people and fellowship there, using those two means and avenues to grow people in the gospel, thanks Andrew. Andrew, you also ha- have had the opportunity to share your faith, um, now you're graduated from university but you've had some opportunities when you were in university to share your faith and even just with some of your friends I know that you've had the opportunity to do some things with them, can you tell us a little bit about that?
1: Yeah, so I've had a couple of opportunities to share my faith with friends and stuff like that but to be honest, as I share my faith with people, as those words come out of my mouth and as I talk to people about the Lord, I often like, walk away and I, I experience just God just ministering to my own heart, um, just reminding me of these truths for myself so that I am more rooted in Him. Because when you talk and you say these things, you're like, man, I hope I'm not being a hypocrite. I hope that I'm actually practicing these things myself. And so I find that God really, yeah, convicts me and moves me and encourages me as well during those times.
0: Yeah, that's awesome, Andrew, because God is growing you as you're sharing with other people, convicting you, changing you. Thank you, Andrew, for sharing that. Can we get a round of applause for Andrew? I'm gonna ask Cheryl as well, Cheryl Rowe, to come up uh, and, sh- uh, and share with us. Cheryl leads our prayer ministries here at UAC. And Cheryl ha- has a-, a wonderful testimony of reaching people as well with the gospel. And I wanted you to hear a little bit of what Cheryl has experienced and how uh, sharing the gospel has impacted her in a beautiful and, and wonderful way. Cheryl I know that you mentioned to me though as you started as you gave your heart to the Lord and you committed your life to Christ there was a little bit of fear in sharing the gospel and maybe you might be experiencing some of that you're a little bit scared I don't know if I can actually do that you said that you had a little bit of fear how did you overcome that yeah
2: I had a lot of fear before I started with this strong desire to share my of good things because they were good books but I couldn't get rid of the fear so I did ask God God how am I going to get rid of this fear so I I had to pray and ask him for help well a few years ago a friend of mine introduced me to something called the way of the master and the way of the master is a methodology which is great for me because I'm a methodical person of sharing your faith using God's Word using Primarily the Ten Commandments and then you had to memorize scripture to share with people and and one summer after I learned how to Do this I actually went downtown to Dundas Square and handed out tracts with this group of people we handed out tracts, We talked to people we did open-air preaching and I loved it. It was wonderful because the Bible tells us that um, That it equips us to share. And I felt thoroughly equipped when I went downtown with, with these tracks and, and with this Word of God in my heart. So it wasn't me who got rid of the fear, it was God and, and standing on His promises and memorizing His Word and becoming very familiar with His Word that, that took away the fear and I was able to share more readily with people.
0: Thanks, Cheryl, for sharing that. So you can see how, again, digging into God's word, one of those things, the apostolic teaching, digging into God's word not only grows us and it grew you in understanding how to do that, but it also took away your fear right and it grew you and it was a, a a way that she could also present the gospel to other people thanks cheryl and i know as well and i'm really blessed by this that you uh, over the years have been mentoring a number of uh, women and walking with them in a discipleship pathway or just sharing the word of god can you tell us a little bit about that
2: mm-hmm. um that makes me think of three ladies that i have known for 20-plus years, and two of them I've actually been meeting with for over 20 years. The first one, I just met her as we shared the GO train together, and we became friends, and I, I, I kept asking God, how can I share with her, and, and UAC at that time, Keisha will know this, we had Saturday night at Unionville Alliance, and so I brought her there. <clears throat> and we would we would have discussions going home and then she was introduced to Alpha by someone else But she went to Alpha and we talk about that and I've always felt that the word is so important um, But I could never get her really um, To do reading and things like that. So I uh, one of the books I bought was 1,000 questions and 200 of the questions are spiritual questions like What do you think about the power of prayer? Do you think that means anything or or? How do you feel about the claim that Jesus is the only way to God? And so what we do is we meet once a month and we pick one of these questions to ask each other So that's that's how God is working in her life and it opens spiritual conversations The second lady I met at work. Um, We worked in the same office building and uh, She came to Alpha here and then she really liked God's word. So I said, "Well, why don't we look into it?" So we've been going through books of the Bible. And she's not been real open to things, but she she likes to read it. So a couple of years ago though, I said to her, "You know, if Jesus is the Messiah." And she said, "Oh, but he is." And oh, that just just warmed my heart because I thought, "God, you're really working in her life." And Two weeks ago when we met, I I felt prompted to say, so we've been spending this time in God's word. Has it changed you at all? Has it made any change in your life? And she said, I'm closer. I said, whoa, you're closer. Yes, I'm closer. I'm getting closer. So God is really working in her life. And the third friend doesn't live here, but with technology, I've been able to minister to her. We've been friends since we were 13 years old. And um, she has has seen me through lots of things and I've seen her through lots of things She knows that I'm a Christian. So I've always got the opportunity to share from that platform um, But how do we connect when we live so far apart? So recently I gave her a Bible and I was asking the Lord how we could connect and well Zoom and alpha alpha zoom all that came together and I thought wow I'm gonna ask her if she wants to do alpha together and so I I I presented that to her, and she said, let me think about it. So a couple of weeks later, I went back to her, and she said, all right, let's do that. So we've been through the Alpha videos and all this summer, and now we're going back over them and looking at the scripture in each one of them. And, and I think she's getting closer, and she has an opportunity coming from a Roman Catholic background. Her mom told her she could never ask questions, so she never did, but she just asks lots of questions so I'm trusting God to continue to work in her heart and and I'm I'm so enjoying spending the time with her and talking about spiritual things
0: thanks Cheryl for sharing that that's amazing what you're doing to be able to walk with these women and and help them you know getting drawing closer to Jesus and glad that well at least one of them said I'm closer <laughs> that's a great step but Cheryl how has these relationships impacted you personally how have they actually grown you uh, in your life with the Lord
2: yeah Um, as each of these women have given me an open door to be able to speak from the point of view of believing the bible and standing on what it says but having an open door doesn't necessarily mean you know what to say so i've had to learn to ask the holy spirit To remind me of things in the Bible to remind me and help me with the questions and to humble me and say God I I don't know the answer and then get back to them on them Uh, I read recently in a devotional. It said uh, learn to listen to me the Holy Spirit while you listen to others So I've also had to learn how to do that When I did way of the master. I learned and memorized a lot of scriptures. I don't have A lot of scriptures memorized, but I have some what I do have is a familiarity with God's word Um, My friend that I do alpha zoom with said to me the other day How do you know all these all these things you told me you only read through the Bible once and it's true? I read through the Bible once I wrote it down the front of it. I Said because I spend time in it all the time, and it's not that you have to understand everything. You just need to be familiar with God's word and what his saying, what He is saying, and like the full picture. So that has really grown me. I've really learned to pray and trust the Holy Spirit to bring what He has put in my heart to share with these ladies.
0: Awesome, Cheryl. Thank you so much for sharing that. Can we get a round of applause for Thank Cheryl you. as well? <laughs> Can you see how doing the ordinary in just delving into God's word, community and fellowship and mentorship with other people, discipleship and prayer. You've heard it from both Andrew and Cheryl. All of these things grow us as we seek to grow others through sharing God's word right? This week, uh, there's a conference and it's called the Go Conference. Uh, I would like to encourage you to attend. It's free. It's online. I think some of you have uh, attended it previously. And it's a conference that teaches and encourages us how we can share our faith uh, with others. And the theme this year is exploring the intersection of the gospel and good works. So you can go to goconference.ca to sign up. And I think it'll be a time of enrichment where you can grow in your faith and grow in what you know and and hopefully develop uh, some ideas and thoughts on how you can share your faith. Uh, with other people. Uh, Also coming up during the Christmas season, we're gonna be doing a series on Advent, uh, and we just wanna encourage you to invite somebody out to uh, our Advent series uh, that's coming up. We're gonna touch on the different themes of Advent about faith and love and hope and peace, and uh, I think it'll be a time where uh, you can bring somebody to hear God's word, whether it's online or whether it's in person, and be blessed uh, by God's word during the Christmas season. The second thing is do the extraordinary. We shouldn't limit uh, what God wants to do in us and through us as well. And I want to go back to, a, to the story of, of Peter. If you go back to the book of Acts chapter 10, and Peter was in one place, and he was very hungry. He was, he was waiting for the food to be ready, for supper to be ready. And he had this vision of all of these animals coming down on a big sheet. Uh, and he heard the, the word of the Lord and the voice of God that said, Peter, uh, kill and eat. And Peter's response was, hey, I can't go and kill any of these animals and eat them because they're unclean, I don't need any unclean animals. He was still thinking back uh, to Old Testament law. But then God spoke to him and said, there are people that are here for you, Peter, you should go with them. And what had happened was there was a man named Cornelius who was seeking after God and searching for the Lord and wanted to know more about, uh, about the Lord. And so he also heard, uh, heard from the Lord, go and call Peter. And so anyways, to make a long story short, Peter comes to the house of Cornelius solely being led by the Spirit, because in his natural mind and natural thinking, Peter should not have been there. In fact, when he walked into Cornelius' house, the first thing he said was, Cornelius, I shouldn't be here, right? Because it was a Gentile house, he was a Jew. You heard Cheryl say a little bit how she's learning to depend on the Holy Spirit and listen to the Holy Spirit. And I want to encourage you today to do what is extraordinary. To be led by God's Spirit. Because for Peter in this situation, he came and what happened? He saw these people gathered in Cornelius' house. He didn't know what was going on. This was all new to him. It was all strange to him. Peter had not done anything like this before. He's in the house of a Gentile with all of these Gentiles there. And up to that point, the gospel was just being preached to the Jewish people. And he stood there and he declared the gospel and all of a sudden the Holy Spirit came down and Peter was shocked and he said, look, what has happened here is the same thing that happened to us in, in, in Acts chapter two, uh, a, a few uh, a little while earlier. And Peter, all of this happened because Peter was willing to obey the Holy Spirit. Peter was willing to step out of his comfort zone, step out of what he knew, step out of the ordinary and into the Extraordinary. And what I want to encourage you to do as well is to be led by the Holy Spirit in your interactions with other people. To be led by the Holy Spirit in what you do to share the gospel. And it might not be comfortable to you and it might not be what you're used to doing. Remember, we talked about the ordinary and and the ordinary is great and it's good and we need it and it's a foundation for what we do in terms of the word of God, in terms of fellowship and community and in terms of prayer. You heard it from Cheryl and Andrew and it's beautiful to see that working. But there are also times when God is doing the extraordinary. When God calls us and he speaks to us and tells us, do this and do that, to be led by the Spirit. We pray today for the Burnettes as they are seeking to be led by the Holy Spirit and to ask, Lord, where do you want us to launch this new ministry? Lord, what kind of ministry do you want us to launch? What city do you want us to launch this from? For what place do you want us to go to? And they're, they're dependent on the Holy Spirit, inspiring them, speaking to them, leading them to do the extraordinary to do what is different, to do what they haven't done before. And they're stepping into that new season to share the gospel in Southern Thailand where there's not a lot of gospel witness, where there's not a lot of people that know the saving grace of Jesus Christ and the power of the gospel. And so we need to pray for them. York Moore shares in his book a story about how one day he got up in the morning and the Lord told him, put on your rollerblades and skate up to the street. And he was like, what? This is so weird. Like, the Lord's never told me something like that before. But in obedience to the Holy Spirit, he put on his rollerblades and he, and he went up his, the main street and he got to the top and he said, okay, Lord, now what? And the Lord brought to his mind an image of a, of a young man in a winter jacket. And he said that this was the middle of the summer. It was about 70 degrees uh, Fahrenheit. It was hot. There was gonna be nobody walking around with a winter jacket. But in obedience to the Holy Spirit, he, he kept going down the street And you know who he met? A young man with a winter jacket on. And he stopped to talk to him. And he knew that the Holy Spirit had sent him to talk to that young man. And he was able to make a long story short, I don't wanna give away everything, you should read the book, you can read the rest of the story there, but make a long, I'll give you the ending of that. That young man needed an encounter with Jesus at that time. And God used York Moore at that time and at that place to meet the need of that young man, and he committed his life to Christ and said, I want to follow Jesus. If we are led by God's spirit, let's do the extraordinary. Let's be led by what God wants us to do. York Moore says, when we join Jesus in the work of proclaiming the gospel, he changes us first One of the reasons evangelism is the greatest adventure of our lives is that it metamorphosizes us, changes us, transforms us throughout the process. Evangelism benefits not only those whom we witness, but also our own relationship with God. Let me encourage you today to do the extraordinary. Peter stepped out in faith and obedience to the Holy Spirit and went to Cornelius' house, which is totally out of the ordinary, something he had never done before, something that he questioned and he even walked in and said, I shouldn't be here. But then he saw the Holy Spirit come down and do something amazing and wonderful. And because of that, after that experience, the Gentiles were accepted into the body of Christ, accepted into the church. It was a radical transformation, a huge shift in theology and purpose and mission for the church when the Gentiles are now, you and me, allowed to be part of the body of Christ, because Peter did what was extraordinary. Because Peter did what he was not used to. Because Peter obeyed the Holy Spirit when the Holy Spirit prompted him to. And I wanna encourage you, be sensitive to the voice of the Holy Spirit. Be sensitive to what the Lord is saying. Be sensitive to him pushing you, telling you, go and do this, go and do that. Speak to that person, speak to this person. Speak to the other person. Let's be sensitive to the word of God. I want to end the, the message today and as we come into our time of communion with declaring the gospel. In his book, York Moore shares an experience about how he was training one of the young student leaders of InterVarsity and she had a burden to share the gospel, to share the love of Jesus. She wanted to do that in her campus. And so she asked York Moore, can, I, can you teach me? Can you help me? And so one day they got together and they went from dorm to dorm trying to, uh, to speak about the, the love of God, to speak and witness and share about, uh, about Jesus. And so um, at that time, they went into one dorm room that had four people in it. And they shared the gospel. One of them was an atheist. To make a long story short, three out of those four people committed their lives to Christ at that time. Months later, when York Moore met this young, young lady, and she came and she thanked him and said, I want to thank you for that experience. Because you know on that day, I gave my life to Christ as well. And even though she worked for Intervarsity, even though she was, she wanted to share the gospel with others. She herself wasn't changed by the gospel. She said, "It was because I'd never heard it before. I've been in church my whole life, but I'd never heard the gospel message before that day. I prayed that prayer with you and the others for the first time, dear friends." here in person and online, the gospel has power to change lives. The gospel has power to change lives. And so I just wanna end with the message of the gospel today. Let's pray. Lord, I pray that as we see the gospel in its fullness and in its power, that you would change us and that you would speak to us and that you would do something in our lives today. In Jesus name this is the gospel we are all sinners all of us each and every one of us has failed the Lord all of us have sinned in Romans 3 and verse 23 says for all have sinned and fall short of God's glory there's nobody here that's good we've all made mistakes we've all failed we've all not lived up to the standard of God but there's hope Because God loves us. There's hope because Jesus has great love for all of us. It says in John 3 and verse 16, For God, he so loved the world that he gave his only son, Jesus Christ, that whoever believes in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. So there's hope for us because Jesus loves us. And I want to tell you four specific things that Jesus did on the cross. Because of God's great love for us, he sent Jesus into the world to die on the cross so that we can have eternal life. And I want to tell you four specific things that Jesus did on the cross so that we can have hope in eternal life. Number one is that Jesus shed his blood to forgive us. In Ephesians chapter one and verse seven, it says, in him we have redemption through his blood, the forgiveness of sins, according to the riches of God's grace. See, Jesus shed his blood so that our sins could be forgiven. That if we come to him, he will cleanse us with his blood and he'll forgive us and give us new life. Number two, Jesus was beaten and he took stripes on his body in order to bring healing to our body, to our soul, and to our spirit. In 1 Peter chapter 2 and verse 24 it says, "He himself Jesus Christ bore our sins in his body on the cross, so that we might die to sins and live for righteousness. By his wounds you have been healed." Are you sick today? Are you emotionally sick today? Are you spiritually sick today? Is your soul sick today? Is your body sick today? Know that because of Calvary and because of what Jesus did on the cross, there is hope for us today to receive healing for our body, for our soul, and for our spirit. It's all because of the gospel and what Jesus has done for us. And there's hope in his name. Number three, Jesus hung on the cross. To redeem us from the curse see there was a curse that came upon mankind all the way from adam and eve and in galatians 3 and verse 13 it says christ redeemed us from the curse of the law because he became a curse for us because it says cursed is everyone who hangs on a pole or a tree or a cross and know today that if there were curses that were upon us if there's a if there's something that's upon us that's all broken On Calvary, that's broken in the name of Jesus because he sets us free from the curse. And the last thing is that Jesus died in order to destroy the fear of death and to destroy the devil. In Hebrews chapter two, in verse 14 and 15, it says, since the children have flesh and blood, he too shared in their humanity. Jesus shared in our humanity and took upon himself the form of a man. And by his death, he might break the power of him who holds the power of death that is the devil, and free those who all their lives were held in slavery by fear of death. We're living through a pandemic now and there are many people that are scared and fearful for the future. They're fearful of of dying, they're fearful because they don't know what's to come. But Jesus offers us hope through the gospel because the power of the enemy is destroyed, fear of death is removed, and we can have hope in Jesus knowing that there's a life for us after this world. And that's the hope of the gospel. And in response to that, God asks us to repent and turn to Jesus. In 1 John 1 and verse nine it says that if we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us of our sins and to cleanse us from all of our unrighteousness. God offers hope to each and every one of us if we just acknowledge and say, Lord, I am a sinner, I have failed you, I have sinned against you and against your word. Please forgive me. He is faithful and just to forgive us of our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. As we read in Romans 10 this morning, as Colin read that scripture, that if we declare with our mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in our heart that God has raised him from the dead, you will be saved because from the heart you believe and are justified and with the mouth you confess and profess your faith to salvation. Dear friends, know that Jesus loves you and that he died for you to forgive you, to redeem you, to heal you, to deliver you, and to destroy death and the fear of death. And all of that we can experience and enjoy because of the gospel. Take that and grow in it. Take that and share it with others. We're going to come to the table of the Lord right now because we remember through these elements what Jesus has done for us, and those watching online, I hope you've prepared those elements um, with you, some bread and some, some juice, and those here, you should have picked up your, your communion elements as you came in, and we're gonna remember today what Jesus has done for us. We're gonna remember today that he died for us, even as we just heard right now in the gospel message, that Jesus died for us, and we remember his shed blood, we remember his body broken for us. And as we partake of these elements, we remember that he did all of this for us. Uh, Elder Winston Miller is gonna uh, pray for the bread and Elder Johnny uh, Chan is gonna pray for the, for the cup in a moment, but I'm just gonna ask you to prepare your elements. You can just take the, the top um, seal off for those that are here and you have access to, your, to the bread and then after that you can peel the next seal off and you have access to the cup. But as we, as we think and as we remember about Jesus, can I just ask us just to take a, maybe about a minute. You heard the gospel, you heard what Jesus can do. Can we just take a, a, a minute of just some silent reflection and you pray and you ask the Lord. And and I wanna invite you, if you're watching this online or if you're here in person and you've never committed your life to Christ and said, hey, I wanna follow Christ. I wanna enjoy some of those those blessings of forgiveness of new life and hope for eternity. I wanna invite you to accept Jesus today. I wanna invite you to receive the blessing of the gospel today let's just take a moment right now of silence and and, and you pray and ask the Lord. And if you want Christ to be the Lord and Savior of your life, invite him in. And if you need some help, we would love to be able to pray with you and talk with you after the service is over. But you can pray to the Lord directly and ask him and say, Jesus, I'm a sinner, I need your help. Please forgive me. And if you're here and you've been walking with the Lord for some years, I want you to take this time and just let's look at our lives and see, how are we growing? Has there been an overflow? of God's great work in our life so that we share our fate with others, so we share that love of Jesus with others. What are we doing now to build God's kingdom? Am I growing, am I continuing, or am I stagnant? And maybe we're stagnant today. Know that Jesus gives us new hope and new life today as well. As we come to him, we can say, Lord, I've been failing. I need you to renew me. As we come to the table, Lord, let's make that decision. Let's make that prayer to the Lord today. Let's just take a moment, and I'll pray, and after that, um, the elders will come and invite you to partake of these elements and pray for them as well.